Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. I am delighted to be joined on this episode by comics creator Joe Eisma. Joe, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope I pronounced your name correctly. I didn't think to ask before I hit that little record button. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes, you did. That was great. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's, I know it can be kind of nerve-wracking for people sometimes, but uh, yeah, good, good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, well, I try. I try, and sometimes yeah. uh, there's a name, and I'm like, I know how to pronounce that, sure. uh, and someone will say, well, actually, it's this. So I just wanted to make ah, sure I always yeah. want to get that right. Yeah. Um, so the the book that I know you for primarily, and I know you've done a variety of mm -hmm. different works uh, across the years, as well as teaching um, mm -hmm. some of that as well, um, would be Morning Glories, published yeah. by Image. And so definitely want to talk about that. But before sure. we make our way around to that, what what drew you to comics, visual arts, visual storytelling? Um, well, I, I just always loved comics uh, I, from an early age. I remember... Uh, I had a, a pretty big family, like family of uh, six siblings total. Um, and uh, my mom would take us all to the grocery store and, you know, we'd all, this is the eighties. So we could just kind of wander around, you know, but uh, I would always wander over to the uh, magazine rack and see the comics and, you know, just the colors and all the pictures and everything. So I, I immediately gravitated right to that. And um, I still remember, uh, I don't even, I, for some reason I can't remember the issue number off the top of my head, but the first one I actually my mom bought me was a star Wars comic from, you know, Marvel's eighties uh, or seventies and eighties Marvel mm -hmm. star Wars. And I just had Boba Fett on the cover. Anyway, I was like three years old and uh, took it home, showed my sister and she's like reading it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, just look at the pictures. <laughs> I was like, why are you wasting it? Cause I couldn't read yet. I was like, why are you wasting your time doing this reading? You just gotta look at the art. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, eventually I, you know, obviously uh, uh, I was like, oh yeah, you can read these too. <laughs> But oh, yeah, um, yeah, I just always liked it. And you know, my, my parents were really encouraging about it. My dad was a big reader and, uh, you know, he'd always go to this. Uh, I grew up in a town called West, uh, which is in Texas and near uh, Waco. And we would go into Waco uh, quite a bit because it was like, you know, 15 minutes down the road from where we live. And uh, he had this book, little used bookstore that he li liked to go to and they had comics and he would take me with them and He'd go look at the books and I'd go get comics, go to the back issue bins. It was uh, just a really, you know, it's a special memory and just always loved reading and, you know, was always encouraged uh, to, to, to kind of, you know, pursue that. And uh, from that, you know, uh, I just loved to draw, you know, I never, I never like traced the comics that I got, but I definitely liked uh you know kind of drawing my interpretations of the characters and stuff and at school finishing my worksheets and flipping it over and drawing on the back of them and mm -hmm. just just always doodling uh even as i got older uh like you know when we used to have to take notes in notebooks and stuff i'd be doodling in the margins and stuff so um yeah just you know i, I was always just kind of uh i mean to be fair i guess i was a big star wars fan uh, when those came out. So like, you know, it was, it was through my fandom of star Wars. It's, I was like, Oh, I recognize that logo. Uh, yeah. And then subsequently just kind of fed into, you know, reading other comics. I remember like my other favorite uh, as a kid was the fantastic four, because I really liked uh, the thing, Ben Grimm. I liked that design, yeah. you know, all the rocks and everything. It was really striking. And so I always drew him. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a, uh, just a really, 
uh, engaging pursuit that my, my family just encouraged. And uh, it's kind of, I've had like times in my life where like, I didn't really, I wasn't is into comics and then it's gonna and then I get back into it. But like, you know, I, I wasn't in comics. Like I remember <laughs> this is kind of a really weird story. I remember like, you know, whenever I was a kid and like I think might have been second or first grade, like what do you want to be when you grow up? And I, yeah. I really wrote like comic book artist. And I mean it took me like a really wayward path, but I ended up, you know, finally achieving it like when I was in my 30s. So that's cool. That's cool. And I'm getting the sense. Uh, talking Star Wars, I'm noticing mm-hmm. a couple of uh, pop culture things around you. I'm getting yeah. a sense you like sci-fi. Getting a sense. Yeah, I do. I do. I really. Yeah. I'm a big Same. sci-fi nerd. My dad. It comes from Same. my dad. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So, There's yeah. just something about uh, a story that's kind of like the world, but isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I just love that too. Yeah, I, I love I that kind of escapist. It. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like escapism, you know. Yeah. 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 And, but at the same time, you're kind of tethered. You're like. Right. It's like this. And so I could think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Love it. And and you mentioned um doodling in your notes. So as an educator, yeah. I'm always yeah. like I'm a big fan of sketch noting, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. So yeah, yeah. So I, there there's power in that visual. There really right. is. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like and, and now too, you know, I also teach as well. So uh I I I've kind of like over the course of the past like five years, I've kind of shifted the stuff that I teach. Like I, I was teaching a lot of art classes and now I'm teaching a lot of like just sort of traditional like photo editing and graphic design stuff with the Adobe Creative Suite. But I also, you know, I encourage my students to like, you know, sketch things out, even though like a lot of them like, I can't draw. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just sketch it out and you're just, just rough it out. It's like, it's the same thing. It's just kind of like doing a rough draft. You know, you're just kind of, you know, just, you know, uh, spitballing basically, you know. Um, so that, that kind of leads into the next question, mm-hmm. which is what, what comics and visuals allow you to do as a storyteller um, and, and what you can kind of get across in that medium versus maybe others. Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, I went to college, uh, and, you know, after like <laughs> a couple of semesters, like trying to figure out what my major was going to be. And I ended up graduating with a degree in film because uh, I really liked uh, that medium and I, I, I'm still kind of nerd out about certain directors and I got Ridley Scott posters in my office here. Um, but uh, comics, like what I love about comics is uh, you basically like visually, you know, like you are the director, cinematographer, casting director, you have mm-hmm. uh, VFX, you know, like you're, you're the, you, the budget is as, as much as you want to put into each page, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely. And I love the storytelling in comics because like, you know, for one, like my, my experience, you know, dealing with film school, you know, like setup is kind of time consuming. And then like, you know, sometimes dealing with actors can be kind of traumatic, uh, no pun intended, but like, uh, you know, you're in complete control. Well, not in complete control, like if it's a collaboration, but like, you know, in terms of like the page, I'm in control of like how that page is going to be portrayed. And I can, you know, I love like directing my characters and making them act on the page. Um, You can do, you know, I mean, what you are limited by is the fact that it is a static medium and it's a two-dimensional medium and you're trying to represent a three-dimensional world. But I love that challenge and I love, uh, and that's one thing that I think, uh, comics, you know, you know, comics has its like ebbs and flows in terms of, you know, you know, lucrativeness 
and sales and popularity, but like it just doesn't die. Comics just doesn't die because like some of these like you know uh, like quirks, you know, like the storytelling capabilities, like you can't really do that anywhere else. Like I mean, with prose, prose is great because like it leaves it up to the reader to visualize it, uh, and you know, comics you know does take away that uh, agency from the reader, but like it's you know it it, it it to me and i know like there's this kind of there there is a stigma about like you know comics being like uh test pilots for like you know film or whatever like you know hollywood people come in and they'll like oh we'll do the comic first and then we can do the adaptation but like you can tell like really great stories and like you know the 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 history is there to show you like it doesn't have to be a movie it doesn't have to be a tv show uh comics like the storytelling you can do it can have such a huge impact uh and it can be a a, a complex story it can be a major epic like you know an, an avengers story or it could be something you know really simple uh like uh, uh i'm trying to think of someone's like uh some creators that i like like um day tripper i think is the one oh, yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean what a, a like just i mean that that story like i remember just being so emotional after reading it and like the fact that this comic which kind of comics does get stigmatized as like kitty material and stuff you know like but i mean like the 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 luna brothers like they they were able to like tell such a you know powerful story and you know art resonates with you and i that's what i love about it i mean it, it's a perfect uh joining of narrative and you know art in my opinion and you know you can you can read a book and you can have an emotional reaction to it you can go to a music art museum and have an emotional reaction to a painting and i think like when it works like you can combine both of those experiences so. cool very well said yeah yeah thank you um kind of captures a lot of the things that i think about the medium and, and probably I was a film kid too and continue mm -hmm. to love film, mm -hmm. but uh, there are times that I kind of fall out of love with film for sure. a little while. Sure. And I've not had that with comics, comics. I, oh, I just nice. continue to enjoy. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you captured a lot there as far as <laughs> just, just work, what works so well. Yeah. Awesome. Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you've worked for DC boom. Mm -hmm. Um multiple publishers right yeah like yeah um but again the thing that has kind of been the mainstay is is morning glories which is yeah. a really interesting layered mm -hmm. book um yeah. before before i dive into to talk about some things that i enjoy about it anything that if, if folks out there are not familiar with it that you would say about morning glories is kind of the the tagline sure sure so i mean it's a you know it's a mystery sci-fi story about a mysterious boarding school and these six gifted but troubled teens. It focuses on them and their first like, day at the school, like they're the new students. And uh, I mean, that's just kind of the basic premise. And from there, I mean, it goes in all sorts of, you know, manner of directions. I mean, we have like, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, like yeah. you know, we yeah. really dense mystery, uh, some horror elements, uh, teen drama, you know, a little bit of comedy. Um, it, it's it's a kind of multi-genre kind of thing, heavily influenced by uh, stuff like The Invisibles, 
yeah. by Grant Morrison and also like Lost, the TV show. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we always got compared to. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, Runaways by Marvel. That was our big thing. That's kind of how we used to always, when we were first starting out, we would be at conventions, you know, kind of, you know, we'd meet people and it's like, it's Runaways meets Lost. So mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of that, like you have these, t- these kids who are kind of, you don't know, maybe they have powers, maybe they, you know, who knows what's going on there. And then there's these really uh, crazy mysteries and uh, strange things happening at this school. And so we kind of put both of those uh, together and uh, came up with this, this uh, story. Uh, and it is a multiple volume arc mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, you, you yeah. crafted a, an entire world there. And mm-hmm. one of the things that stands out to me about it, when I think about encountering the book the first time, mm-hmm. It's there's sinister elements. There are these dark elements. And as you mentioned, there's horror. But the whole look and feel of the book is this very like pristine universe kind of thing. So it's almost like I I don't want to say bait and switch, but the color scheme (laughs) and and some of that kind of plays against expectation. Well, um, yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which which is something I appreciate. I appreciate. Yeah, that. I mean, you know, another, you know, somewhere down, a lot, a few years down the line after starting Morning Glory, Morning Glory sorry, I'm getting tongue tied. Uh, I started doing some work with Archie on a lot of their products, and so it, it's funny because like my approach to Archie is not the approach I have to Morning Glory. It's like, I mean, there there are different uh, Archie franchises that I've worked on, but none of them are like any remotely close to Morning Glories. And you know, yeah, we definitely. Uh, color was actually a pretty major element of our story. Um, the colorist, the initial colorist, uh, Alex Salazzo, and then our later colorist, Paul Little, um, they are essential to the look of that book because uh, the way I, I, I like to draw, um, and th- what was so special about Morning Glories to me was it was really like, it was pretty early in my career, but it was also a chance for me to really put forth my voice and really kind of do art the way I wanted to do it. And like I what I the art that I like to draw is what they call like uh clean line, open line art. Like I don't I typically, especially back then, I didn't do a lot of what they call spot blacks, which is you know inking in shadows and all that stuff. Um I guess that kind of kind of to bring it back to my college days, that kind of came from my film training, which is what I really love uh film and like how film uses light. Uh, to paint, to, 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 to light a scene, to literally light a scene, but to actually to set mood and emotion. And so what Alex and Paul were able to do with color in that book, I think went a long way to like selling the, the emotional narrative beats in that story. But yeah, uh, we definitely kind of, especially early on, we kind of wanted to lull you into this false sense of security of what the book was in yeah, terms of yeah. the color palette, but uh, then just kind of pull the rug out from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And the I mentioned pristine, but the other word I was trying to think of was, was like the clean yeah. aspect of it, which is the line work as mm-hmm. well. It yeah. just everything's clear and defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I love that sort of literary way as the story goes. Yeah. Uh, the mystery unfolds a little yeah. bit more as well. Yeah. So hopefully I've said enough to to tantalize readers without giving Hopefully. anything away yeah <laughs> um, but yeah and, and that's another reason too i i appreciate the work that image does and allowing creators to yeah, have that space and mm-hmm. share stories that aren't necessarily 
you know, the, the ones that you might expect or that right. don't work in, in quite the ways that you might expect. You get to yeah. really do some creative things. Yeah. Image, uh, image was always fantastic. They were always, uh, they just kind of let us do our own thing. They didn't tell it. There was maybe, I think there was one particular instance where we had some pushback from editorial, but it was rightful pushback uh, regarding a scene that could have been interpreted probably wrongly. And uh-huh. we were both young, me and Nick Spencer, and at that time, and just starting out, not really sure, like, you know, we, we wanted to push boundaries with this book, but we we're like, oh, yeah, maybe that's not one we should push. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so they rightfully kind of, you know, helped us, you know, come back from that a little bit. But uh, otherwise, yeah, they were very great at uh, just fostering our creativity. And, you know, and it was so great for me, too, because, like, again, that was literally, I'm trying to think here, that was probably the third third or fourth project I, I ever worked on in comics because uh i had been doing work in another industry and was really just kind of burned out on it and i started drawing comics on the side and so i did uh some books or i did a series with a local publisher here in, in dallas where i live now and then to another in, independent publisher and then to another one and then i met nick spencer on a, a message board <laughs> and he pitched me morning glories and so, yeah, it was like the fourth project. It was like the fourth major project. I was really early in my career to to be given something that was just so free reign, you know, so it's yeah. pretty shocking, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and shout out to message boards. Oh, I yeah, I missed those places, <laughs> Like my, the board we met on was uh, Brian Michael Bendis. It was because I love Bendis' stuff. I was a huge fan of Ultimate Spider-Man and Powers. And mm. so, uh, you know, it was towards the end of my college career. I started like, you know, I was like, well, I mean, my the, I was in Waco and there's not really a big comic scene in Waco. So I didn't really have anybody to like banter about the books with, but I found Bendis' message board. And so I, I just joined it to just talk about comics and eventually started posting my art. And uh, that's how Nick saw my stuff because uh, he liked the art that I was posting. But yeah, it was just fun. I missed that kind of interaction. I mean, it's not the same with social media now. Um, yeah. But in, yeah, I, I kind of wish we could go back to that. <laughs> Very true. Maybe somebody out there will listen and merge yeah. those media or something like that. Right. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So as, as far as your creative journey, anything that you would like to hat tip right now that readers can check out and uh, upcoming events, yeah. all of, all of those sort of things. Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, what I've been doing a lot uh, lately, what I've kind of kind of sort of moved my area into is I've been doing a lot of stuff with Star Trek uh, over at IDW. So um, last year, I drew a story in Star Trek 400 that was written by Will Wheaton, who plays Wesley Crusher on Star Trek Next Generation, and uh, it was it, and it was set like during uh, the Picard era, which you know there's so many eras of Star Trek now, and so that was great. I drew a fill-in issue of the ongoing Star Trek series. I've got uh, a Star Trek series I'm working on now that they haven't announced yet, but it'll be for the fall. Um, nice. Yeah, I've done that. I, I, you know, beyond that, I've done a lot of stuff with Archie. There's all kinds of stuff out there. The Riverdale comics, um, a Jughead the Hunger, uh, where Jughead is a werewolf. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And I hope we can get back to that one day. Um, I did one for Aftershock Comics last year uh, called Tales of Mother F. Goose, which is like Quint- Quentin Tarantino versions of uh, Mother Goose Tales. Nice, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. 
but uh yeah i've just been you know like that that's the thing like morning glories was like my thing for the longest time i i, I stayed super focused on that but like a lot of my collaborators on that book went on to like do other franchises as well because it's 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 easier for a writer or for a cover artist to take on other gigs for an interior artist to take on other jobs is not really always doable because like it's a it's a lot more labor intensive to do one book than to add yeah. on other things so uh but I've, that's what i've just been trying to do uh since in the years since is just to you know get my uh my art out there into whatever else i can work on and i've i've got uh, a young adults uh, graphic novel coming out in the fall called The oh. Darkness We Brought Back. And I'm working on another one that we just signed uh, the contract for with two of my collaborators uh, here in Texas that I love, Lila Sturgis and Dave Justice. And this is a project that we've been working on, or well, a project we've been working on, but we, it's a collaboration we've been working to, on for like 14 years because we've wow. always wanted to work together, just had never been able to make it happen. And so now we had a project that, uh, Maverick, uh, a subsidiary of Mad Cave Studios, really liked. And mm -hmm. so we're excited to be working on that. And uh, that should be out hopefully 2024. I'm hoping before 2025, uh, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of staying with sci-fi now with Love the Star it, Trek yeah. and trying to move into the young adult uh, graphic novel realm as well. So Cool things, cool things. I, I love what IDW has put out with the Star Trek books mm -hmm. um, because I, I just finished season three of Picard, which is oh, top notch. Yeah. Oh top notch. Oh, stuff. Yeah. I, I was loving every minute of it and yeah. um, love that era. So uh, yeah, excited same. to see the the project that you have yeah. coming from them. And uh, I also, my day job is teaching English to young adults. And so oh, nice. there's a, yeah, there's, there's such a, a space out there for young adult graphic novels so also yeah. excited to see what you've got cooking in that avenue as well thank you yeah yeah absolutely um i will also mention uh, there's a nice space below the the podcast uh mm -hmm. if you have a website social media okay. things like that uh, awesome. i'll make sure to to post that there as well so that people can follow up on some of the things that you were just talking about awesome did, did I miss anything in the interview that you'd like to make sure to share out into the the message board that is now YouTube and Anchor, <laughs> Spotify, all of that kind of stuff? Um, I think you got it. I think we covered everything. I mean, um, you know, uh, Morning Glories, uh, that's always going to be my baby. That's the one I'm always going to be the most known for. Um, I'm hoping one day we'll get back to it. I, I speak with Nick Spencer occasionally. Um, he's had some life stuff happen. I'm not going to, that's not my place to talk about, but um, sure, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I always, always tell fans, cause that's the question I always get asked the most and people, you know, I always hate to say, I don't have any news for you, but um, you know, that's a, it's a project that's near and dear to our hearts. And so um, there, there's still hope whether, you know, it's, you know, sooner or later, um, hopefully it'll come back and then, yeah, just, you know, thank you all to everyone who's out there that has continued to support my art throughout the years and uh, continues to do so. And uh, hopefully you'll like the new stuff I'm doing with the Star Trek universe and with the young adult graphic novels. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, as far as more morning glories, when it, when it's right, it's right. Right. So exactly. Looking forward to, <laughs> to that time and place and, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, well, thanks so much for taking some time to talk with me and, and glad to share about your work anytime. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.